Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite team in the Bay Area. On today's part one of today's two-part episode, we're going to be digging into Mike Greer's trades. So we're going to be looking at every trade where there was a roster player uh, transaction. So part of a two-part episode. So all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now. I want to thank you for making Locked On Sharks your first listen. Uh, you can follow along or subscribe for free wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, you can watch this on YouTube as well. And a little bit of change of plans. I know I was originally going to do a trade episode and then draft profile today, but this trade episode turned out to be a monster episode that we're going to split it into two parts. Uh, so the first half is going to be kind of the leading up it's kind of the offseason leading up to the trade deadline. And then we'll be looking at kind of from the Timo Meyer trade on in the second half. So uh, I wanted to make sure I do each trade justice, not give you a like 50 minute podcast or not have to try to rush through them all. Um, so we're going to be kind of breaking up into two parts. And then tomorrow we'll have a draft profile, uh, which was a really fun episode I did with Patrick uh, Bexel on Otto Senberg. So before we dive into this part one of this mammoth, uh, do want to let you know this episode is brought to you guys by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And great YouTube episode because there is slides galore, 28 slides uh, across two episodes here. So um, if you're not watching on YouTube, today's a perfect day to get uh, get started watching on YouTube. So way we're going to start this actually, um, and I know the first trade that he did, Mike Greer did, was the Luke Cunning trade. But I think the most important trade that he did this uh, previous offseason is the Brent Burns trade. So that is where we are going to be starting uh, today is the Brent Burns trade. So as a recap, Brent Burns was traded. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes acquired Brent Burns and forward Lane Peterson. Um, the Sharks got back forward Steve Lorenz, goalie Itu Makanemi, and a 2023 third-round pick. Uh, that is going to be their pick. There was uh, They could choose between the Flyers and theirs. It's going to be theirs because uh, – Yes, the Flyers is the better pick. So, um, Sharks did retain 34% at $2.72 million over the three years remaining. Um, so, that was starting this year. Um, so, why we're going to do this is I'm going to kind of look at the players, how they performed this year for the Canes. And then I'll look at the Shark. We'll dig into the Sharks players and I'll give my kind of grade now that we've got some time to kind of step away from in and a little bit learn a little bit more so Brent Burns in his 82 games with the uh in the regular season with the Hurricanes of course he played all 82 games 18 goals 43 assists 61 points 23 13 time on ice it's actually his lowest time on ice uh average since his days playing of forward um so 
interesting there. They also are a much deeper defensive team, um, you know, so they don't have to rely on Brent Burns to play ungodly minutes that we saw him play the past couple of years or the ungodly minutes that we saw Eric Carlson have to play this year. Uh, Lane Peterson played for four teams this season, um, including the Shire Wolves, the Vancouver Canucks, Abbotsford Canucks, and the Columbus Blue Jackets. So RIP uh, Lane Peterson, noted power play specialist for the Sharks. Um, you know, Brent Burns has been a great player for for the Hurricanes, and they're well on their way to making a deep, deep playoff run. That is why they got him, is to put them over the edge, uh, put him, hopefully put him over the hump as they make a deep playoff run. So let's look at what the Sharks got back. Um, so Stephen Lawrence uh, played 80 games this year for the Sharks, had 10 goals, 9 assists, 111 shots on goal, um, averaged 11.50 time on ice. Corsi for 47.72 goals against 35.48%. Um, his fancy stats from Evolving Hockey, kind of what you would expect. He was a really solid kind of defensive uh, forward for the Sharks. Um, really, really great shorthanded. Um, you know, he played... 106 minutes shorthanded uh this year um out of his 947 time on ice but you know he played a, a ton of shorthanded minutes and he was really really good at that um you know but really kind of solidified that fourth line for the sharks which has been you know the bottom six has been especially in the center position has been a revolving door the past couple of years and really really found his game the second half of the season and looks like to be a Kind of what we thought Jasper Weatherby was going to be uh, when he burst on the scene in the last year. But, um, you know, I expect Lawrence will definitely be back with the Sharks next year. Um, you know, as an RFA, they own his rights. Um, I would expect him. We'll, we'll, we'll play with the contracts when we get uh, Evolving Hockey is going to put out their contracts the first, at, at some point around the first, end of the first round of the playoffs. So, um Good complimentary piece for, for the Sharks. E2 Makanemi, uh, the goalie, uh, played with the Barracuda mostly this year. Did get a couple games um, in the NHL and looked solid in his games in the NHL. Didn't look rattled. Granted, one of them was against the Ducks. Um, but 22 games, uh, had a 900 save percentage, 296 goals against average. Play, uh, did only allow 60 goals this year for, uh, again, for the Barracuda. Kind of was that the backup to Aaron Dell for the majority of the season, but was shut down at the end of the season with an injury. So a little worrisome that's two years in a row now where he has not been able to make it through an entire season. Um, I still think McAdamie, though, does have kind of backup quality as in the NHL. And hopefully next year he is is your kind of presumptive starter going. I think he's the presumptive starter for the Barracuda going to next year, uh, pending on health. So if he can remain remain healthy, that's going to be the big thing for him. But you know, um, you have to be. We we've seen the Sharks goalie pipeline has had an infusion of talent. There still isn't that kind of crown jewel player that you're really really excited about. But Ethan McEnany looks like at least a, a useful backup um if not worst case scenario is he's going to be a, a good ahl goalies for for the sharks for the next couple of years as they continue to kind of restock their pipeline and see some of their guys work going through so um overall i think you know looking back right now you have to give this trade still a b minus um i know the cap space they used you know from Brent Burns getting off Brent Burns contract allowed them to get players like, you know, Nico Sturm and Matt Benning and kind of do some other things there. But um, 
third round pick is going to be a late third round pick in this upcoming draft. And you know, this, this is a going to be a good draft class, but still um, if that was a second, then you can maybe, you know, I think you'd bump it up a little bit more, but um, you got to give it a B minus. And um, I think you're going to kind of see a, a trend with Mike Greer's trades where kind of feels a little underwhelming so far. And that's going to be kind of learning on the job here and hopefully heading into the potential Eric Carlson trade something he can take from it. So um, before we get into my favorite trade, uh, Luke Cunning, and, you know, we'll talk about Aiden Hill and Jasper Weatherby, um, all the, all those fun trades. Let's take a quick break. Um, talk to you guys about our friends over at FanDuel and Grand Slams, no hitters, double plays are back, and there's no better place to get in on MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. I always like the Tungsten Armo duel. Um Otani with 10 strikeouts, but the Angels still lose. I don't know why. It's just a dumb bet, but it's really fun because it just feels very angelish. So um, if you miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet, uh, don't miss your chance to get a no sweat uh, first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, um, as we get back into it, so we're actually going to kind of go back in time now and look at uh, Mike Greer's kind of first player trade, not his first trade. Um, so the draft trades we're going to save for another day because uh, we're going to be talking about uh, talking about the draft more in depth um, later this week. But Luke Cunning, they traded... Um, with the Nashville Predators, uh, the Sharks acquired the signing rights of forward Luke Cunning. Uh, the Predators acquired the signing rights of forward John Leonard in a 2024 third round pick, which is probably going to be right around 68, uh, 69 right now, I believe, is, is where it's scheduled to be um, at the moment. So um, 68 right now. So, yeah. John Leonard, we'll start with the again, start with the Preds. Um, had a solid season in the AHL, 67 games, 17 goals, 27 assists for 44 points uh for the Montreal, uh no Milwaukee Admirals, sorry. Um, did have one goal in six NHL games as well. Luke Cunning for the Sharks. Um uh, played 31 games, five goals, eight assists, 58 shots on goal, average 1034 time on ice, uh Corsi for 4156. Goals for 38-71, um, and unfortunately blew out his knee um, in December with an ACL. Is expected to be back at the beginning of the four training camp for the Sharks. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But, you know, um, Luke Cunning, fancy stats. Uh, his, yeah, he played kind of middle six minutes for the Sharks. Uh, it was, you know, played was okay on the power play um, played about 42 minutes on the power play, but played a ton of shorthanded minutes and his defense was okay. He was a kind of a 19th percentile for a middle six forward um, offensively and 39 percentile defensively. So took more penalties than you would uh, like. 
again, my my whole thing with Luke Cunning is um, you traded for a third round pick for a guy who that uh, Nashville really there was talk that they weren't going to resign him anyway, and then he gave him a two year, two and a half million dollar contract. Um, you know that just kind of feels like bad business. There's just kind of bad process where if you had waited until he gotten out on to the or you know out if you really really wanted him um you could have grabbed him off the streets type of a thing sorry you gave him a 2.75 million dollars my bad so uh short change loot kind of a little bit but uh just Bad process. Um, there's a bajillion guys like Luke Cunning, right? Would you rather have Luke Cunning or would you rather have Sveshnikov, who you paid no money for? So just kind of felt bad process for this one. I gave this one a D. Um, yeah. So next, uh, Aiden Hill, if you remember, a former Shark great, uh, was traded to the Golden Knights when all of their uh, all their goalies died. Um, they got a 2024 fourth round pick out of it. Um, Aiden Hill had a bounce back season for the Knights in 27 games. He went 16, 7 and 1, 915 save percentage, and a 245 goals against um, average for the Knights. Um, you know, and like that kind of, I think, goes to show just how bad the, uh, the, the things were for the Sharks this year. Um, his goal saved above expected wasn't spectacular. It was a point zero point nine. Um, you know, he, he ranked 20 or uh sorry, he been 27 games by this year, but again, much better than what we had seen from him uh when he played for the Sharks. Just to put that in perspective. Uh goal saved above expected. Uh Aiden Hill's negative four point one. So he gave up four more goals and uh, roughly the same amount of games played uh, for for the Sharks. So much better team in front of him, of course. But, you know, Aiden Hill kind of proving he can be a average uh, goaltender. And when you have a really good team in front of him, as Vegas does right now, he doesn't have to do as much work. So and especially with the craziness that, that has been the Vegas goaltending, basically, uh, I feel like since the last in a couple of years of Marc-Andre Fleury. So, um Gonna give it a C. I mean, Hill wasn't going to play games for you this year, especially when you had Capo Kakana you just traded for, it, and James Reimer was had a great season the year before and then regressed like crazy uh this year for the Sharks. Um, you know, kind of uh yeah, kind of what what you expect. So but getting a, a pick back from your rival and that gives you ammo to go do something else with it if you want, or whatever for a guy who wasn't going to you kind of were stuck, right? He wasn't going to clear waivers because someone was going to grab him. So you got something for a guy um, in, in Aiden Hill. So uh, next, uh, one Jasper Weatherby. Um, so he was traded midseason. This is kind of January-ish um, for Kyle Criscolo of uh, the uh, Grand Rapid uh, Griffins, which is just an amazing name. But um during that time, Weatherby's time in Grand Rapids, uh, he played 31 games, had three goals, eight assists, and 11 points. So definitely struggled um, in the first half of the season with the Shark or with the Barracuda, um, and found his game a little bit um, to to end this season with Grand Rapids. But um, 
if you're the Sharks, though, looking at what they got in Kyle Criscolo, who played mostly for the Barracuda this year, did have a, a I think he had a one or two games for the for the Sharks and did score a goal, but 32 games had 12 goals, seven assists, 90 shots on goal, and really kind of helped solidify that second line for the Barracuda. Um, you know, they, with him, they moved Bortolo to the wing, and just kind of you had Agazino and then Criscolo, and then kind of you know really helped I think supporting Castorana, right you saw guys like Daniel Gushin you know play better you started to see guys like kind of Ozzy playing better you know Bort like Borlo had a I think a, a slower second half of the season but you know just kind of helped to solidify a a team with a veteran guy who's played a bajillion AHL game so um a little tough to see give up on a young guy like Weatherby but as we'll talk about with the Scott Reedy one on the next episode, it just didn't really fit with the new system. Couldn't really find his groove, was was struggling to, with playing time. And Chris Colo, professional guy, knew exactly what you're getting when he came in. So uh, I'm going to give this one actually a B. You know, um, B, Chris Colo, he, he did his job, right, and helped the Barracuda make a playoff push. Unfortunately, they didn't make the playoffs, but um, you'd have to be happy with his production at, at least. So if you want to re-sign him as an AHL deal or whatever going forward, totally cool. So, all right, before we continue with the Matt Nieto-Ryan Merkley trades, um, you know, big, big trades there, and then we talk about Megna as well. Do need to take a quick break. Um, talk to you guys about our friends over at Athletic Greens. Today's episode is brought to you by AG1 by Athletic Greens. The grip of winter is finally being loosened, and you may try to get back into some more healthy and active lifestyle. What better pair? Uh, what better way to pair some new exercise habits in a daily dose of nutritional insurance in the form of AG1? With one delicious scoop of AG1 and a glass of water each day, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, or superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things. It's also lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting good and supporting better sleep quality, recovery, mental clarity, and alertness. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of their immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance all right let's get into the matt nieto trade so matt nieto was traded with ryan merkley to the colorado avalanche um the sharks acquired in that trade martin kout and defenseman jacob mcdonald for the sharks uh or for the the colorado avalanche matt nieto played Played 36 games, four goals, five assists, nine points during that time. 10:52 time on ice was almost was edging close to 16 minutes with the Sharks. So, just shows uh, Matt Nieto perfectly cromulent fourth liner on a really really good team. Um, 
Colorado knew exactly what they're getting Matt Nieto for. Kill penalties, you know, play on the fourth line, chip in some points here and there. So the big piece, though, kind of the interesting piece was Ryan Merkley, right? Um, in 28 games with the Colorado Eagles, had two goals, six assists, and eight points. In the 30 games with the CUDA before the trade, he had 14 assists. So he actually had more points uh, with the CUDA before his trade. So interesting to see there with the development of Ryan Merkley going forward. So the Sharks, of course, got Martin Count and Jacob McDonald. Uh, McDonald, defenseman slash forward, played some forward games. But in 25 games for the Sharks this year, did have a goal and five assists, had 46 shots in goal, played 16.30 average time on ice. Corsi for 49.51, which is pretty solid, especially on the Sharks team. Goals for 33.33, not as solid. Um, looking at his fancy stats, 55 percentile defenseman. Uh, he plays, you know, he's a definitely your sixth, seventh defenseman. Um, if he, you could be doing a lot worse for McDonald. Did a good job, though, on, on his defense and, you know, kind of shutting down the expected goals. You're not getting anything offensively from him. Uh, played 41 minutes of power play time, which is interesting, especially uh, on when you play. Yeah, just did okay uh, in that. But, you know, Jacob McDonald. <laughs> Martin Kaut, though. Um, Sharks, you know, he played both in the Sharks and with the Barracuda. We're going to focus on his Barracuda numbers because he played more games with Barracuda. 19 games in the Barracuda had three goals, 11 assists, 63 shots on goal. Um, I think he looked good, really kind of helped, you know, big body guy that the kind of that diversity right among Shark, among especially among Cuda players were. And you have guys like Bortolo and Robbins and Eklund having a guy like Martin Kaut around who can just a bigger body who can kind of do things that those guys can't do. And really, I thought he looked good both in his times with the Sharks and with the Barracuda. Um, you know, I feel like this is one of those rare kind of everything worked out for both uh, both of them. I'm going to give this trade a B minus, though, just because I still like you still would have gotten a little bit like to have gotten a little bit more for Matt Nieto. Like if it had just been count for Ryan Merkley, you're probably pretty happy with that. That makes a lot of sense. But getting basically getting McDonald for Matt Nieto feels a little light right there. And you would have maybe rather I would have rather had like a pick or maybe another prospect type of thing. But so, yes, the Mart, yeah, the Matt Nieto trade B minus. All right. Jacob Magna trade, the final trade uh, of today's episode. So Jacob Magna was uh, traded to the Kraken uh, for a 2023 fourth round pick. Um, there was some slight conditions on that. I think it was, uh, it'll either be their own or the Colorado one. Uh, it's going to be the Colorado one unless they come back and win the, the series. But um or move really far. Anyway, it'll probably be uh sorry, it'll probably be their the Colorado one type of situation. So um Jacob Magna though for for the Kraken has played six games for them, 17-33 time on ice. Uh hasn't scored any points. Um there's only playing 15-22 with the Sharks, so interesting to see the time on ice go up, but hasn't really produced as many points. Did have 12 points in 48 games with the Sharks. 
mostly playing with Eric Carlson. Um, but again, kind of another quality sixth, seventh defenseman for the Kraken. Uh, if they get some injuries, you know, just try, try some insurance for them going into the playoffs uh, type of situation. So um, this trade, though, again, I think just a B for it, right? You you took Jacob Magna, who really wasn't part of your long-term plans, and you got an asset that you can do something with later on in a fourth-round pick this year. Whether you want to pick it, you can package it up, move forwards. Maybe you get a prospect, you know, in return type of thing. Plenty of options for the Sharks going forward with that pick. So, um as a yeah so the first kind of half of of it will start with the kind of more the trade deadline trades on the next episode but uh just a quick recap so the brent burns trades i gave a b minus the luke cunning trade a d the aiden hill tree trade a c jasper weatherby i gave a trade a jasper weatherby uh trade i gave a b ryan mercury matt nieto a b minus and jacob magna a b as well so some solid trades, uh, kind of a, a running theme with uh, Mike Greer. You don't really walk away kind of going, yeah, Mike Greer won that trade. And that's probably just going to come with more experience um, as a GM type of, of situation. So, And that will kind of continue when we look at, on the next episode, looking at, uh, of course, the Timo Meyer trade. So uh, <clears throat> make sure, again... Timo Meyer trades will be dropping later on, or if you've already checked, there's two episodes in your feed already. Um, so if you watch on YouTube, it'll probably be a couple hour difference between the two. But um, yes, so we'll see. Mike Greer, got to work on the trades a little bit. But uh, make sure you're following along, though. You can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Lockdown Sharks. You can follow me on Twitter at My Fry Hole. Um, yeah, watch on YouTube, listen wherever you get podcasts. And be back later with a the second half of this trade. And then Wednesday, we have the um, Otto Sendberg draft profile. So until later, bye, friends.